Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Ultimate Eagles football fan? Well, you're in the right place. Well, you're in the right place. (laughs) This is Birds 365. Hosted by the new Mac and Mac, Jody McDonald and John McMullen. Here we go, here we go. Who collectively have covered and talked about more than 50 plus years of Eagles football. Kick off your day with Birds 365. You'll get debate. We love to argue. You'll get the real story from inside the locker room. And you'll hear from some of the great football minds from around the region. You're about to become an Eagles insider. Get in the game. Join Jody Mack and Johnny Mack. And join the football community that flocks to Birds 365. Birds 365 starts right now. Welcome to the NFL. Let's go. Let's go. Go. It's a football Friday here on Birds 365, a lead-in to Memorial Day weekend. We thank you for uh, tuning in rather than blowing us off for Memorial Day weekend. Uh, Unfortunately, a couple guests have done just that. They're starting their weekend early. But those of you who are streaming in early with us, we surely appreciate that. You got your Mac and Mac guys, McDonald and McMullen, hanging with you for the next two hours. Jay Mac, what are you doing for Memorial Day weekend? Well, it's a good question. I haven't really thought about it. I'm not checking out early, Jody, yet. I got it. That's that's for later. I'll barbecue something very American-like. Uh, you know, not much more than that. Too much work to do, Jody. You know, when, when holidays come around, it, work only ramps up for you, especially. That would, so That would be correct. I've got uh, a double dip on Monday. Uh, both CBS Sports Radio and, and WIP on Memorial Day Monday night. And I'll be working all weekend on CBS. So, yeah, everybody taking a nice long weekend except for me. I'll be working. McMullen's yeah. going to get at least one barbecue in. He'll probably write about five articles. Uh, but some of us do work through the holidays. We had to work for you today. And I got to give props and thanks some people who have done some good work uh, leading into today's show because, JM, tis the season to do rankings to make lists. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, I know where you're going with this. They, they are all a plenty here today. I bet you don't know where I'm going to go first. No, all right. I where do you think you were, I'm going first? I thought you were going Chris Sims Chris first. Sims. No, he yeah. would be second on my all list right. today. I wanted to go elsewhere first. Our friends at uh, Pro Football Focus came out with their lists for every team in the National Football League 
their top three players. Have you seen this yet, Mr. McMahon? No, no, I haven't. You have not. Uh, Good, then I will ask you. This is perfect. Don't look it up. Don't be reaching for the computer. Who do you think pro football focus, and you know the way they do their work and how they rank things and look at things and evaluate things. Who do you think they list as the Um, top three Philadelphia Eagles coming into the 2022 season? All right. So I got to think about this real quick. Um, I'm going to go Dallas Goddard first because that's the guy that had ranked as the top Eagles player, which I kind of think is the top Eagles player. But, you know, I don't know if they're throwing positional value in that. Uh, Lane Johnson's going to be in there. They love Lane. Um, three. Got one more to go. Mm, let's go. I'm trying to think. Defense Slay would be the top guy. Offense probably Mylotta. I'm gonna go Mylotta over Slay. So well, I'm you... gonna go. I'm gonna go Dallas Goddard, Lane Johnson, Jordan Mylotta. In that order. In that order. In that order. Well, you got two out of three right. You got one wrong. Which one do you think is wrong? Jordan. Incorrect. Oh, wow. Then it's got to be Dallas. Correct. Dallas Goddard is not in their top three. That surprises me. Top three in order are Lane Johnson, A.J. Brown. Oh, wow. Jordan Mailata. Goddard Goddard did not crack the top three. They had a category note underneath that. Also considered were Dallas Goddard, Jason Kelsey, how do you not have Jason Kelsey in the top three? But uh, we'll, we'll debate this a little bit. Darius Slay, uh, Javon Hargrave, and James Bradbury. So they went seven deep on the Eagles. Three, everybody picked them, and they've got every team in the National Football League ranked. Some have, uh, as a matter of fact, I think the Eagles list of seven there also considered is longer than most. They added uh, four more guys to also considered. I don't think most teams uh, had that many. Uh, But they considered seven, came up with three, and two of the three are the offensive line, which tells you what they think about the Eagles' offensive line, that it is as good as it is. But they are putting heavy consideration on A.J. Brown, which I'm trying to figure out because they just came out with a list of the top wide receivers in the league, and A.J. Brown wasn't in the quote-unquote elite group. They had eight in the elite wide receiver group, and he was just outside at number 10 on the cusp of the elite group uh, that they said. But they think he, on the Eagles roster, is coming into the season the second best player only behind Lane Johnson. Well, uh, you know, you and I kind of talked about it when we were getting yelled at for disrespecting A.J. Brown, number whatever we had him at 11 or 12 it's yeah, not just, an insult just outside the top yeah, 10 How it, it's we? not an insult there's a lot of good receivers in this league and you know there's a perfect example they had him as you know what whatever it was ninth best receiver um and he's top three on the eagles i i mean there's 32 teams people so you know not everybody has one of those eight guys um and he's still which Jody and I kind of said, a really good player. Um, you know, for the top five people, uh, I don't know who you want to say are the top five receivers, but, you know, Jody, who are you knocking out of the top five receivers to get A.J. Brown in there? 
Top three receivers on the Eagles. I I don't know their methodology. Top three players, excuse me. I I am very surprised with Dallas. He was obviously runner up. Um, that that you know, but not going to quibble. Maybe they're taking into account more than one year, and he kind of spiked last year when he got the opportunity. AJ's been doing it a little bit longer, so. Who knows? But Jordan Mailata's in there. He's only really been doing it for one year. He got thrown into the deep end of the pool and swam to say the least. So who knows what they're thinking? But um, they're all good players. So I wouldn't I wouldn't quibble with any of them. But I knew I did know I was very confident Lane Johnson was going to be in there because you know Lane has not only been doing it at a high level, but he's been doing it at a very high level for a very long time. Agree on all fronts. And here's the beauty of it, John, despite yes, some people on the stream and on Twitter attacking me because I didn't have him in the top 10. I wasn't wrong. And the people who believe that he's in the top 10, they're not wrong either because everyone can have their own way of filtering out how you would rank somebody. How much emphasis do you put on just last year? How much do you put on their entire career? How much do you put on a projection for the upcoming season? The reason why a guy like A.J. Brown is is, is difficult to rate and rank is how's he going to fit with the Eagles? He worked <laughs> well with Ryan Tannehill, who for my money is a middle-of-the-road quarterback. He's kind of like Kirk Cousins, your uh, favorite guy. They, you need somebody with a high uh, number of passes to be able to really run. Well, Tannehill doesn't even get that because they run the ball as much as they do with Derrick Henry. He's moving to an Eagles team that ran the ball as much, if not more, last year than Tennessee did. But they are looked to be going more pass-savvy in this upcoming season. How is Jalen Hurts going to compare to Ryan Tannehill? All these things are kind of questions. I think yeah, any list I that you're doing... Any list you're doing at this time, you have to certainly look back at what they've already done, but there is a fair amount of projection as to what they're going to do in the upcoming year. And there are some unknowns about what AJ Brown's going to be able to do as far as production goes, because he's joining a new team. Yeah. And I'm not really concerned with the uh, production part as far as, um, you know, numbers are concerned. Yeah. Obviously the only, I don't want to sound like Josh and Gannon, but Obviously, the only number is that matters is wins and losses, right? So if A.J. Brown plays well, one thing I'm excited about at A.J. Brown is you mentioned where it came from, Ryan Tannehill. Now, you compared two quarterbacks, and I agree, are middle sort of the middle rung, sort of whatever you want to term it, purgatory, Ryan Tannehill, Kirk Cousins. They're really good quarterbacks, but they're not good enough to win with probably at a high level. Um and but I think they're different styles, and that you know one's going to throw the ball all over the lot and pile up another a, a a number, and pile up numbers, you know, yards, touchdowns, blah blah blah. The other, and and this is where I'm excited about AJ Brown. He's already been in an offense that's run first, and he hasn't had a problem with it. And he kind of, and that's rare for the wide receiver position. So my point is, if he had been playing with Cousins and he had been getting 1,300 yards a year, then you would start to say, well, is he going to be upset? Because he's probably not going to get 1,300, 1,400 yards in this offense, at least until Jalen Hurts takes that step forward, and hopefully he can take that step forward. 
Um, and, and, you know, the diva sort of reputation of most receivers in this league, they want the football. We, we talk about it all the time. Most selfish position in sports, right? I want the football. I want the football. I'm open. Give it to me. Give it to me. AJ's got that mentality where it hasn't bothered him to this point. Maybe it bothers him down the road. I don't know. I can't predict, but it hasn't bothered him to this point. And I think it's a great, great fit for this particular team at this particular time. And all the names that were thrown out, uh, TJ Metcalf, Debo Samuel, you remember uh, DK Metcalf. Um, I didn't think they were great fits for this particular team at this particular time. Uh, different reasons. Debo's more the manufactured touch guy. I, I haven't seen the ability to use that type of player. Um, and 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 DK is more of what I was talking about. Not to the level of Cousins, but used to getting the football a little bit more. And um, I didn't know if that was going to work out here. Um, AJ, man, he was a perfect fit for the Eagles. Perfect, perfect fit. And everybody should be happy about it and not worry about is he the 11th best receiver in football? Is he the eighth best receiver in football? Is the top five? He's not going to be regarded as top five because to be regarded as top five, you got to be 13, 14, 15, 1600 yards. And the Cooper Cups and the Jamar Chase and the Justin Jeffersons of the world. And he's not going to get that. And Devontae well, Adams. I I By the way, think. there's four right off the bat, Jody. Who are you knocking out of that top five to put A.J. Brown in there? Think right. about this, people. I'm not. I'm not knocking anybody out of their top eight. The, uh, the way Pro Football Focus laid it out, they had them in different groups and tiers, and the top tier was elite, which was Adams, Cup, DeAndre Hopkins, Stephon Diggs, Tyreek Hill, um, Jefferson, uh, who am I forgetting? Evans. Oh, and Jamar Chase. Um, when we went through this list the other day, uh, this bears uh, notes repeating. Um, Brown was 10. He was uh, the second guy on the list of not elite knocking on the door of elite with Debo Samuel ahead of him. And you did a good job describing Debo. Debo's got certain aspects of his game that AJ Brown's never going to have. But would they work here in Philadelphia if they brought him here with the uh, created touches and the like? Uh, so they had him at 10. The guy you could probably be a little ticked off at the ratings was they had Devontae Smith at 31. <clears throat> now, if you say, all right, well, they're not going to move wide receivers after just one year onto that list. Jamar Chase is in the elite. He's in the top eight. So they were willing to go there with him and weren't willing to go there with Devontae Smith all the way down at 31. If you got a knock on how the Eagle wide receivers are ranked, you shouldn't be worried about me and Johnny Mack having them just outside the top 10, which Pro Football Focus had him exactly 10th. I'd be more ticked off that they don't have respect for Devontae Smith, that they've got him at 31. I'm hoping that he has the bust out year because Brown gets the kind of coverage that he's probably going to get, which gives Devontae the chance to get open. He was the number one cover guy this past year on the Eagles. He got the doubles. He got the other team's best cornerback. Maybe he is the guy who's making a run on a top 10 list next year. Yeah, I mean, well, you know how I feel about Devontae Smith. I, I think he's got the potential, the potential to be even better than A.J. Brown down the road. But he's not there yet. Um, 
it, it, do, do you have that tier list up? I don't, I don't have it. I'm curious to where they have Jalen Waddle. Look, Chase is understandable. Same thing. Because... He was, uh, he was 30 and Devontae yeah. Smith was 31. Well, that, then I don't have a problem with it. That's, you know, they're right. Except they put title. Chase in the top five, top eight. Well, yeah, but Chase is, you know, Chase had a, he, he had the greatest rookie season since, you know, before the Super Bowl era. And it's interesting. Jefferson had that, and then Chase had that. Um, you know, he was way up there. I he was over fifteen hundred yards, wasn't he? I mean, Chase had such an impact on the game. Um, I don't have a problem. Same thing with Micah Parsons. It's very rare that uh, rookies make splashes where you go. He's he's one of the best players in in the NFL right off the bat. In the case of last year, Micah Parsons defensively, uh, Jamar Chase offensively, that, that was fair. That's how that's how good they were, and that's how dominant they were. Uh, I, I I understand the numbers that Chase put up, but again, Pro Football Focus had their way of doing it. I would have mine. I think you need to earn your way onto the list. And if you think Chase did, that's fine. If you say, hey. You can only be judged by your body of work. And if your body of work is only one year and it jumps off the page, well, then you got to acknowledge it. Last year, and and oh, by the way, uh, Jamar Chase has a better, more advanced quarterback and Joe Burrow throwing the ball. He's got a better secondary wide receiver, a guy like Higgins, playing behind him. Yeah, Last Higgins year, is good, too. You're right. They, I mean, look, all of that plays into it. I I had the uh, uh, luxury of covering Randy Moss as a rookie. Look, I knew he was one of the best receivers in football. It's rare, um, but there are certain guys that you know right away, and Parsons even more so would be the example last year because I think he was the best rookie. But normally, I'm with you. Rookies have a lot of issues, but every once in a while, there, there are guys who are just so talented and and so much better than everybody else, um, and I think Chase is in that category. I'm not going to argue with them. Put you Chase don't think in the Devontae is? No, top five. I think Chase is top five. I think Smith is right there with Waddle, in that they still have to grow a little bit, but they're really good players, as I said, and I'll say it again. I think he's got potential to be better than AJ down the road. But I don't think he's got potential to be better than Jamar Chase. I mean, Jamar Chase is different. He's different. He's you put him over to the side. He's an FU player, as I like to call him. Yeah, I, I can see the FU in uh, Jamar Chase. That's for darn sure. Uh, my favorite Jamar Chase story to tell is from our buddy Rick Saratella, our draft guide, uh, NFL draft Bible guy, who told me prior to the draft the year before last when uh, – Devante and Jamar Chase and Waddle were all coming out. He said uh, when he was at the Combine, he hunted out every single SEC cornerback that he could get his hands on. When he was on his scouting trips, he went to every single SEC cornerback. And he asked them in a very wide receiver stocked conference, guys who went that year in the draft, guys who went this year in the draft, guys who went uh, the year before in the draft, asked them who was the toughest guy to cover. And he said, Every single one of them said Jamar Chase. Not most, not a majority. He said every single cornerback 
Now we're talking about Devontae and Ruggs and uh, all those other wide receivers. No one was mentioned other than Jamar Chase. Every single D-back yeah. that he went to in the SEC, who's the toughest guy to cover, including Justin Jefferson, who the year before had set all those rookie records, which Jamar Chase went in and busted up. Every single one of them said Jamar Chase. So I said, that's that's pretty good. We can watch film. We can break down things. We can t- the guy that's getting beat is probably the best source you can go to to ask how high a level of player a guy is, what kind of talent he is, and they all did. Uh, yeah, say, I, uh, I, I tell you that all the time, Jody. I get similar. When I talk to, to pro players about certain positions, and that's why I know guys are, like, elevated. Aaron Donald's that way. I say it all the time. You ask an NFL offensive guard, who's the best defensive tackle? There's never any other name that comes out of their mouth. Same thing with Moss when he was, there's never another name. People, and by the way, Jerry Rice is the greatest uh, receiver of all, all time and nobody's close. But if you ask NFL players, you will get more Mosses than Rice because he was so physically gifted. And, and those types of players um, where, you know, NFL players generally, are really gifted. And when they say, when they look at a guy and they go, wow, quarterback, again, different. It's never going to be Tom Brady, obviously. But Michael Vick wowed other NFL players. Now, when you combine, you know, what Aaron Donald had and and Randy Moss had, you're a great player with that physical ability, then it turns into a, you know, all-time great player. Um but there are certain guys and, and Micah Parsons is in that group now. Uh, and we'll see if he can sustain it because you, you can't rest on your laurels. You know, that's one thing, you know, guys go in and say, Oh, this is pretty easy. And all of a sudden the league catches up to you. So they have to sustain it. But what he did on the defensive side of the ball, what Jamar Chase did on the offensive side of the ball, it was, it was pretty, pretty amazing. Yeah, and much to the chagrin of Eagle fans, a guy who did sustain it was Justin Jefferson. Came in, had the unbelievable rookie year, and then followed it up with the sophomore season, which was just as good, if not better, which is saying a lot. You can have an all-time great rookie season, but then you got to keep doing it if you're going to be an all-time great. All right, McDonald and McMullen here with you on Birds 365. We're going to talk a lot about A.J. Brown a little later in the show. Uh, to Ron Davenport. Uh, ESPN's Tennessee Titans uh, reporter is going to come on with us. Yes, the Eagles play the Titans this year, so we'll get an all-around Titan report. But we're going to talk a lot of A.J. Brown with Teron Davenport a little bit later in the show. Uh, our lists will continue when we return here. John already teased it a little bit. Our good buddy, Chris Sims, coming the back. Chris his- Sims portion of the offseason. Thanks, Chris. Yes, By the way, hat tip to Chris Sims. Thanks. Thank you very much, Chris. Uh, known former NFL quarterback, very famous son of an NFL quarterback, turned uh, football analyst, uh, came out with his list of the top 40 quarterbacks in the NFL this year. And Jalen Hurts made it. Didn't make the top 40 last year. There are yeah, only, 30, way, there only 32 teams in the NFL. Somehow Jalen, as the starter of the Eagles, didn't make the top 40 going into the year. I saw a number of people say Jalen was 40 last year. No, he wasn't even 40. He wasn't, wasn't on the list. The top 40. No, Not, he wasn't on nope. the top 40 list. So those who think he was 40, 
No, he didn't even make it to 40. So it's a big leap if you look at it one way, but we'll right. talk about it after the break. We'll come back, uh, talk a little bit. Quarterbacks in the NFL, Jalen Hurts, where does he fall? We'll talk about it with you on Birds 365. of life first trust bank is there for you because philadelphia dreams deserve a philadelphia bank do you stream on a roku fire stick android tv or apple tv now you can watch 6abc 24 7 with the 6abc philadelphia streaming app the big story and that can search 6abc philadelphia and start streaming today In Philadelphia, we celebrated the miracle with pride only five years ago. And then the following morning, IBEW Local 98 members went back to work, building this city, rescuing our communities from decay, and inspiring the young men and women of the region to take pride in who we are. Like the cats, Local 98 members believe in hope. To learn more about who we are, what we do, and career opportunities with Local 98, visit us, IBEW98.org. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. Glasses for cocktails, right? It's for this, this, this. And that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Okay, but is the rim... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero cars, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears. You got McDonald and McMullen, your Birds 365 guys here on a football Friday leading into a Memorial Day weekend. Hope everybody has a great weekend, as a matter of fact. And take a minute, as we did at the top here of the show, to remember uh, those who have come before us and given up their lives to keep our freedoms in place here in our great country and uh, do some celebrating of just that over the weekend. All right, uh, J-Mac, I got one other. I'm recommend a stateside vodka real quick. I, I still love that commercial, Jody. Still love it. <laughs> love the guy at the end, in the in the doctor code at the end having a little pre 
Early, maybe it's an earlier Friday afternoon cocktail that he's enjoying. Yeah. It is. It's too early. You know, wait a few hours, Birds 365 fans. But, you know, it's if, if, if you're hitting I the guess. stateside vodka while you're watching us, yeah, um, yeah you, you you might want to take a quick peek into the mirror. Um, <laughs> I, I want to run this one by you. Damn, this kind of jumps off the page at me uh, before we get into Chris Sims and his quarterback rankings and the newfound respect. Maybe not. Uh, for Jalen Hurts, the guys. Um, I told you about the pro football focus list that I saw top three players on each team. And uh, you got two out of the three Eagles, right? Uh, they put, um, who was it? Oh, uh, A.J. Brown, a little quicker into the mix, into their top three. You, you would add Goddard in there. Um, who do you think the 349ers are? Because this is a team the Eagles will be battling this year. Not in division, but for a playoff spot, Peter King's, uh, rankings last week had the Eagles ninth and the 49ers 10th, which is saying a lot, seeing as the 49ers had the lead in the fourth quarter in the NFC Championship yeah. game last year. Well, this is, you know, supposed to I'm go glad, to, back to the Super Bowl again. I'm glad, uh, very, first of all, I'm very confident in the top three. But before I get to that, I'm glad you brought this up, uh, Jody, uh, because I, I wanted to talk about that earlier in the week. And I'm like, all right, you know, the top eight all have great quarterbacks, and then you get to nine with the Eagles, and you say Jalen is still evolving, and then you get 10 to San Francisco, and obviously they have an evolving quarterback situation. Um, so maybe that's the demarcation line, although there's certainly some better quarterbacks later. Um, but real quick, the three are going to be Trent Williams, um, uh, George Kittle, Nick Bosa. And here, here's my issue with Peter's rankings in that aspect. The Eagles are, are built to hopefully be the 49ers. The 49ers are already there. It's like they, they made the final four twice in three years. They made a Super Bowl that haven't gotten over the top. And I would argue the one year, obviously, they took a step back. That's the year Bosa got hurt. And Bosa is one of those guys. I don't know if it's because he plays on the West Coast, Jody, or whatever. But that guy is so stinking dominant. So you can see what the Eagles are trying to do. You know, that, and the Eagles have made some great moves. But I, you know, I'm, I'm not going to lie to you on this show, Jody. Hassan Reddick ain't Nick Bosa. Jordan Mylotta, as good as he is, ain't Trent Williams. Dallas Goddard, as good as he is, ain't George Kittle. Now, those are really good players on the Eagles. But the 49ers have, and by the way, the coach, who you know what I feel about Kyle Shanahan. I think Kyle Shanahan is the best coach in the NFL, not named Andy Reid or Bill Belichick. I, I, I don't want to get you off your train of thought, but by the way, I know how much you like Shanahan. I'm a big fan too, but he royally screwed up this week for as good well, as everybody he is. He made a major faux pas this week by saying, yeah, I think that the, the quarterback is going to be traded, but there's no guarantee of that. Well, he what happens if he is your quarterback? He Way wants. to go. Way to ingratiate yourself to your starting quarterback coach by going, yeah, I'm pretty sure he's going to be gone. But if he's not, can't guarantee anything. Why do you even go there, Shanahan? Well, I, he I absolutely agree with... threw Jimmy G and his general manager. In one fell swoop, he threw both the, the general manager and his potential starting quarterback under the bus. 
Well, I agree with you. So let me let me uh, remake my statement, uh, redo my statement. Best, best X's and O's coach. Um, everybody makes mistakes. Look, Belichick's made mistakes. Reed's made mistakes. Shanahan makes mistakes. I didn't think he was very good in the Green Bay game, and they found a way to win it. Um, but I think overall, over a large sample size, look, he's what you ascribe Nick Sirianni to be. And that's kind of my point with Peter. This team's already done it twice. Um, I, I don't see how you can put the Eagles, and that's when I say people skipping steps, but and we're going to be talking about a lot of lists today, obviously, and we get to vent about them. That's one of the positives of everybody going on vacation early, Jody. But um, it, that those three players, man, I, I mean, those are Hall of Fame level players. And it's way too early for Nick Bosa. It, it's, it's, you know, even too early to for George Kittle. Trent Williams is first ballot Hall of Famer. If he retires tomorrow. Um, but those are superstar, superstar level players. And that's what you're ascribing to get to. And that's the kind of supporting cast you have to build if you want to make significant runs with a quarterback like Jimmy Garoppolo. Now, it's interesting you bring up college. You should never do that. You should never downgrade someone's value by by spouting off. I agree with you 100% there. But when he was going to the Super Bowl, and I've said this on the show numerous times, it was clear at that point he wanted to move on from Jimmy Garoppolo. And you could see the exact moment. It was the interception by Eric Kendricks in the divisional round, and he just said, oh, I'm done. I'm going to run the football. I'm going to get behind Trent Williams and that great offensive line. And I just shove it down everybody's throat and they made it to the Super Bowl anyway. And by the way, they should have won the Super Bowl. Um, and and they outplayed Kansas City for the vast majority of that game. And they just, you know, once they got behind, the quarterback was too limited uh to bring them back. Right, but then don't don't fall behind. Well, play, yeah. so play from the front. Otherwise, if you know you're gonna play that way, you've got a task. Well, play that's easier said than done. That's what I always say. The point of having a great quarterback, there's no guarantee, and I always point this out with Aaron Rodgers. Look, he's only won one Super Bowl. But but, but having Aaron Rodgers, it increases your margin for error. When you don't when you have to play from the lead, as you said, Jody, everything's great. Yeah, three quarters, we got the lead. We're running the football, we're moving the change. And all of a sudden you have Patrick Mahomes on the other side. He's playing a crappy football game, if we're going to be honest, in that Super Bowl, um, much like the playoffs last year. By the way, are people going to start realizing Patrick Holmes hasn't been Patrick Mahomes hasn't been that great in the playoffs? I, I'm waiting for that. But he did not play well for the majority of that game, but he has that ability. And all of a sudden, bang, bang, big play, big play, big play. And you're looking up at the scoreboard and you're saying, what the hell happened? We're losing all of a sudden. And then you're screwed because the, the margin of error is small. You have to play from the lead. Everything has to go according to plan. And then as Mike Tyson says, you get punched in the face and you're like, oh, uh-oh, Jimmy, you got to go lead us back. And you don't want to be in a position to say, Jimmy, go lead us back. And that's why the 49ers didn't win the Super Bowl. Right now, the Eagles don't want to be in a position to say, go win a shootout, Jalen Hurts. They don't want to be in that position. 
they want to be the 49ers right now. Now, hopefully Jalen Hurts can evolve, and I think ultimately he'll become a better quarterback than Jimmy Garoppolo. But, you know, take it, and I'll ask you this, Jody. Take the injury off the table because Jimmy Garoppolo is not healthy uh, and he's coming off shoulder surgery. But if he was healthy, could you barely say Jalen Hurts is a better quarterback than Jimmy Garoppolo? Because I can't. I can't. I think he's got the potential to be better. But he hasn't achieved it yet. For all the crap that Garoppolo takes, he does have the record that he has. And yes, they they rode their running game through that uh, championship game win over Green Bay a couple of years ago. Um, no, Jimmy G is uh, the the quarterback of the Eagles yet aspires to be Jimmy G. Hopefully, that's a road bump on the way to higher heights. But he's got to get over it yet. He's not there yet. Uh, just a quickie question: Andy Reid was on our channel earlier this week. Said some really nice things on Sports Take about uh, the Eagles quarterback. Do you think he's ready to move that quarterback that you're suggesting isn't playing well in the playoffs? Well, if I if Howie Roseman really wants to make his bones, because we're giving Howie a lot of love this offseason because he's done a tremendous job. See if you can wrangle that Mahomes yeah, guy. He, he, McMullen suggested isn't doing well in the playoffs. Well, he isn't. Please give him my please get him to my team as soon as possible. Is I'll they, live with his ups and downs in the playoffs, which includes a Super Bowl victory. And one of the most impressive uh, comeback performances in the history of the National Football League against the Bills last year. Oh, yes, please give them to me. I'll work through the issues that he has as a struggling playoff quarterback. Well, all, all I'm saying is that they're not mutually exclusive. I, you, you, I would take Patrick Mahomes over anybody right now in the NFL because of his age. So that's not the thing. But, it, you know. And I'll use Jody McDonald as an example because you know how much I think of, of Aaron Rodgers as a as a player. I think no one has ever played the position at a higher level than Aaron Rodgers. Doesn't mean he's the greatest of all time. Just means when he's at his optimum level, no one has ever played the position at a higher level. Nobody has any problem crapping on Aaron Rodgers when he when he doesn't perform in the playoffs. With Patrick Mahomes, I see excuse, excuse, excuse. He was awful in that second half when that play, you know, that essentially turned the game against Cincinnati. Oh, it's fair to point that out. There's nothing wrong with it. Doesn't mean he's not the best quarterback in football. Doesn't mean that because of his age, he'd be number one off the board if I were taking a quarterback. I'd still take Patrick Mahomes. But he's not, it's not an indictable offense to point out that he's had some bad stretches and he's a human being. Please I define people, please define stretches. Second half against Cincinnati, first three quarters against San Francisco in the Super Bowl. Those well, were poor he, he won stretches. the game. He didn't win the he game. Walked away with the, he walked away with the Lombardi trophy. They do play 60 minutes, right? Each game is 60 yeah. minutes. If you don't play great all 60 minutes, but you play great at the end and you win, what you did short coming up to that point kind of goes by the boards. Well, it, 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 fine. If you want to say it goes by the boards, I'm saying he did not play well for the majority of that game. And Cincinnati, against Cincinnati, he didn't win the game, Jody. And he should have won the game. Could have. So if, 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 if that's if that's a stretch, does that count? 
But what I'm saying well, the is the Cincinnati game, he did not play well. He got the ball in overtime, didn't do anything with it. Unlike the week before when he got the ball in overtime, went right down the field and scored. So you want point to the Cincinnati game last year. There's no way around it. Mahomes didn't get the job done. Plain and simple. You're right. When but, you say Patrick Mahomes is struggling in the playoffs, I'm going to look at his entire career. He's been unbelievable in the playoffs, except the Cincinnati game. And, and the first three quarters of the Super Bowl. Yeah, you and I um, see that. We see that completely different. I don't care if you suck. If you're like the worst quarterback ever in the history of quarterbacks for three quarters, if you go nuts in the fourth quarter and lift your team to a Super Bowl, the three quarter, the three quarters are sucking. Well, what nothing. I'm saying is, you know, a lot of the a lot of the hits that Aaron Rodgers takes are he's only got one. Now, Aaron's been playing for a long time, but the best majority as I said, so it's not a, a perfect comparison. The vast majority, obviously, there are other points to win the game. Green Bay lost that game last year against San Francisco because of special teams. Even though he wasn't playing well, and he certainly could have played uh, better, they lost the game because of special teams. Um, but it's fair to say he didn't play up to his standard level. But whether it's Aaron Rodgers or Peyton Manning, who's only got two um, in the second one, he played poorly and wasn't even uh, a, a real part of it. John Elway, I always say about John Elway, here's what I say about John Elway. When he was great, Jody, he was losing Super Bowls. When he was mediocre, he was winning Super Bowls because of Terrell Davis. And he was awful in, 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 was it the first or second Super Bowl? I think it was the second one. He was awful in that particular game, but they won the game. Barrett Brooks will tell you every time Ben Roethlisberger, right? Everybody forgets. He was sticking. That was one of the worst Super Bowls of all time, yeah. but he won the Super Bowl. So that's why I don't take that stuff into account, Jody. Um, Dan Marino never won a Super Bowl. Had a lot of great playoff games, had a lot of great, but he never won a Super Bowl. Guess what? He had, a, he had a lot better playoff games than stinking Ben Roethlisberger, and he never had as bad as a one as Ben Roethlisberger. And Ben Roethlisberger won the Super Bowl in the worst game he ever played as a professional. That's why I try to put the context in everything. I understand your context, but I think you're uh, overstating the struggles that Patrick Mahomes has had in the playoffs. I think he's been a phenomenal playoff quarterback. Yeah, he got beat by Cincinnati. You can say the same thing about the Cincinnati game. If the Kansas City Chiefs had played a little defense in that game against the Bengals, they could have won that game. They didn't. Same way the special teams cost Aaron Rodgers last year. We can nitpick and, and parcel down every single aspect of every single game. Mahomes is pretty damn good, and he's uh, phenomenal. I, well, I think I, he's a phenomenal playoff quarterback, too. He's I, How many I, years in the league's already got – uh, one Super Bowl win and one Super Bowl appearance. And most of the time, when they get there, it's on his right shoulder more than any other aspect, Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, I, I don't think I'd be pointing out that because he didn't get the job done in overtime against the Bengals in the AFC Championship game this year that he's a struggling playoff quarterback. I, well, all I, I'm saying is it's an indictable offense to criticize Patrick Mahomes, and I don't agree with that. When he doesn't play well, it's okay. That's all I'm saying. It's okay to say he's not perfect. That's all I'm saying. That's all you know, I'm saying. That, I'm glad you explained it because what you said was 
are we not going to point out that Patrick Mahomes is struggling in the playoffs? He, yeah, he I, has I struggled at times, if I didn't say it correctly. He has struggled at times in the playoffs, and there's nothing wrong to point that out. For whatever reason, he does not get the you-know-what that other quarterbacks get in similar situations. And I don't know why that is, but the guy's unbelievable overall. I think he's won. I'm, I'm trying to look it up. He's 50 and 13 as a starting quarterback in the regular season. I mean, the guy, I, he'd be number one if we were doing a draft of this league. Now, I think Aaron is better, but Aaron's older. Uh, and obviously, he's much closer to the finish line than a starting gun. So he'd be my number one overall pick. But that doesn't mean he 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 hasn't struggled at times in big spots. And we saw it most notably, we saw it against Cincinnati. But you saw it a little bit even when he won the Super Bowl. You saw a little bit of the same thing. And by the way, it's natural because you're playing the best teams. And it's hard. It's hard when you reach the playoffs. And that's why Tom Brady's kind of Tom Brady as well. But even, right. you know, even Tom Brady has lost. Right. He lost Super Bowls. Yeah. So it can happen to anybody. And I wouldn't get worked up about Mahomes not getting a touchdown against Cincinnati in overtime what he did. I think his achievements this Well, I'm more kinda... concerned about the second half is what I'm trying to say, Jody. Not the not the um from from the minute he made that bad play at the end of the first half where you thought that game was over. That was which, it. Which, oh, by the way, quick question. Who is more to blame for that play? Patrick Mahomes or Andy Reid? Well, I, I, I would say the quarterback because the quarterback has the football. Now, it's a bad decision, but the quarterback is not forced to make a bad, you know, throw. In other words, he can always say, all right, I'm going to eat this. It's not going to work it, and screw it. We got this game under control. So ultimately, you can criticize Andy Reid. So, I so, no when Russell, so when Russell Wilson threw the pick in the Super Bowl um, down by the goal line, that was on Russell Wilson? Yeah, he doesn't have to throw the ball. Okay. All right, yeah. When the play comes in and it's a god-awful play call, I'll, I'll more point at the coach than I will at the quarterback. I'll tell you who it wasn't on, Pete Carroll. Because Pete Carroll isn't the offensive player. Right. Call. It was, as I said, the coaching staff. You're right. It wasn't necessarily Pete, but the play came in from the sidelines. The, of course, the blame is shared by both parties. The question is who's getting 51%, who's getting 49%. When a play call is as egregious as those two were, Andy Reid's um, Bevel, the Darryl the, Bevel, Seattle, yeah. Bevel, the Seattle uh, offense coordinator. Yeah, I'll I'll put it more when it's as egregious as that because they get to go first, they get to call the play before the player has to ex execute it. Yeah, I I put more blame on the two play callers than the players. Players don't get a free pass. You're right. They make the decision in the moment. They got to make the call. They got to judge where players are in the field and whatever else, and they pull the trigger. So they don't get a free pass. But I put it on the guys who put that play in motion more so than I do the individual quarterbacks. All right, back to ranking quarterbacks. Chris Sims, pro football. Uh, uh, why can't I? Uh, pro football uh, talk. Pro football I couldn't talk, think of yeah. uh, the the website. He's on uh, Pro Football Talk on uh, uh, streaming on Peacock as well. Former NFL quarterback has become a uh, fairly high profile pro football analyst the last couple of years. 
and he's good. I've actually done some shows with him. He's a good dude. Uh, don't always agree with his take and his slants, but he is a good guy, and he does back his stuff up uh, with uh, a lot of research and his determined facts. Last year, he determined that Jalen Hurts coming into the season was not one of the top 40. 40. There's only 32 teams, and he did not have Jalen Hurts. We all knew coming into the season was going to be the Eagles' starting quarterback. He did not have him in his top 40. He had at least eight backups around the league. Actually, more than that, it's got to be nine. I think Jalen was the only one of the 32 starters who was not in the top 40. Uh, he did a disservice to him, and he ticked off a lot of Eagle fans. And he had to eat some crow, and to his credit, he did. And he did it in season last year, too, when Jalen was winning games for the Eagles. Uh, he did say this kid is better than I thought he was going to be or could be. He has him in the top 40 this year. He has him in the top 30 this year. He has him in the top 25. And that's where he has him ranked at number 25 coming into the season. So he hasn't vaulted him to the top 10 or anything else. But there is not the disrespect factor this year at number 25 rather than not even in the top well, 40. Everybody thinks there's disrespect, Jody. At 25? Uh, yeah. Oh, my God. I got so much. Who is this guy? First of all, it's Chris's opinion. All right. He's allowed to have his opinion. Um, you're allowed to disagree with his opinion. And if you want to disagree with his opinion, you could go look for somebody else's opinion. I brought up the MVP odds yesterday on the show, and I'm looking at them and going, what the hell's going on here? This is a Mitchell Trubisky-like situation a couple of years ago when everybody latched on and said, well, maybe there's some value here. And all of a sudden, the odds go way down on Jalen Hurts to be the MVP of this league. One thing I'm very comfortable in is Jalen Hurts is not going to be the MVP of this league. And I'm also very comfortable in saying Jalen Hurts is not going to be the 20, is what was he, 25? 25. 25th, 25th best quarterback in this league. He's going to be higher than that. So as I said, you have both extremes. If you want to live on the extremes, feel free, but then you can come back to sanity with the rest of us. Uh, yeah, Chris is probably not, uh, you know, for whatever reason. And, and if you look, he hasn't put out his entire top 40 list. So Right. We've he, only got, we don't even know who the top uh, 20, 20 is, are. right? Yeah. So he's, he said, you know, he puts it out in five increments. So I, I guess yesterday was 21 to 25. Correct. I, I think the biggest problem for fans is who he had ahead of him. Right. In in that in that twenty one to twenty five, and I think it was Daniel Jones. It was plus the the rookies from last year who didn't play well: Trevor Lawrence, uh, Justin Fields, and Jody's guy Zach Wilson. You know, so to me, if I look at that and I say, well, Chris is obviously looking at traits. Then he's looking; he's a traits guy. He's looking at traits because I mean, and and we talked about it in the draft. I mean, last year. There was nobody. And I remember saying this because I asked Daniel Jeremiah this on a conference call. You know, who, you know, where would Jalen Hurts be amongst this sort of group of quarterbacks? And I'm talking about the Lawrence class. And, you know, he said, not close. So from a trade standpoint, I think you have that uh, projection part of it that obviously he is 
taking into account because there's no way you can argue that <laughs> Jalen Hurts isn't a more proven commodity than Justin Fields or Zach Wilson. And even if you want to lean on um, Trevor Lawrence's status as the number one overall pick, um, wasn't good last year. Right. Hurts put up better numbers than yeah. any of those three guys. I don't have a problem with it. I think you're doing a nice job of explaining it. The part of Chris's list has to be projection that he is uh, looking into the future and showing, thinking what they can show this year as compared to their rookie year. My problem is Daniel Jones. <laughs> what is Daniel Jones? Daniel Jones is not a rookie. Daniel Jones isn't living off possible. Daniel Jones is kind of a proven commodity at this stage of his career. And guess what? The proof's in the pudding. He ain't good. That's where my problem lies with Christian. If he wants to project and hold on to, hey, these guys were taking one, two, and 11 in the draft last year. Jalen Hurts was taken in the second round. All right, fine. You can, you can go there, and I understand that. But Daniel Jones is now a fourth year. He's been in the league. Been there, not done that. How is Jalen Hurts ranked behind Daniel Jones when Daniel Jones has more? If you're looking at potential and you're looking at upside, Jalen Hurts has got more upside than Dan, than Daniel Jones, and he hasn't been as bad as Daniel Jones when Daniel Jones is being Daniel Jones. Yeah, I mean, I I, I certainly would put Jalen ahead of Daniel Jones, and but we have some of those. Um, same sort of traits-based arguments um, as a former top ten pick, uh, Daniel Jones. How long do trait that? How long does the traits-based argument? Well, maybe have? maybe when your dad played for the team. I don't know. You know, maybe there's at a little giant. At some giant point, spies. you gotta. You just gotta go. Hey, the traits are what they are. You played in the league long enough that we can judge your traits by what you've done rather than what we projected well, you were you going know, to do when you were drafted. Maybe there is a little Giants bias. But, you know, I, I, I'm just playing, trying to play devil's advocate here. Daniel is 25 years old. It's not like he's 100 years old. He is 6'5". He is 230. What was he, the sixth pick, Jody? You know, you saw Whatever him run. he was, he was about 45 picks too early. Yeah. You saw him run, uh, when we talk about traits, you saw him run – uh, whatever it was, 75 yards and get caught by the turf monster. But, you know, when people laugh about yeah, it. Be careful. You can trip over that five-yard line. Yeah. That's well, a tricky, that's and that's a why I think. To get over. And, and I get why people laugh at it. But you got to be athletic enough to go that 75 yards in the NFL, which is tri which is those traits I'm talking about. Look, I, I would put Jalen Hurts above Daniel Jones. I don't think Daniel Jones is going to be a starting quarterback next year. I think we've seen enough. I agree with you. I'm just trying to to explain why my assumption is that Chris Sims would put him at that level. Um, and and, and par probably there is a little Giants bias. But I guess the bigger point is, it's one guy's opinion. Who cares? Why do people get so upset about it? Um, you know, Jalen Hurts will define his own uh, future and, and his own sort of status as the Eagles quarterback. And it's got nothing to do with Chris Sims. And if you want to find the other end of the spectrum, as I said, it's easy to find. So I don't know why people get so worked up about it. 
because uh, we're fans and i'm okay with that i'm uh, sometimes people get worked up about it and again you just suggested and you didn't state it you just suggested it as a possibility almost as the devil's advocate could there be a New York bias there since his father was the quarterback of the Giants as long as he was? I don't know that. I, I honestly don't. And if anything, knowing Chris just a little bit, I don't, I don't want people to think I know him well. I know him in passing, uh, hosted a couple of shows in the same studio with him for a couple hours. That's about it. If anything, I think he tries to be the anti-Phil Sims rather than the pro-Phil Sims. So I don't know if that's got anything to do with it or not, that he's a quote-unquote New York Giant kind of guy. I just think he's missing a boat here. Sorry. I just think he's flat out yeah, wrong. Well, you can be wrong. As, oh, as yeah. Experience as, 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 he is, former NFL quarterback, been around it in his life. Doesn't mean you're guaranteed to get it right. And I think he is wrong. To he was wrong him. last year, by the way, Jody. And even right. he was wrong last year. But he just hasn't gone up to the level of uh, where fans think he could be. And where should Jalen Hurts be? I don't know, probably right 15, right in that range. I haven't gone down the list I don't even know recently. if I'd have him that high. I got only one beef so far since we're using Chris Sims' list to have this uh, conversation and this debate. I'll even accept Lawrence and Fields and Wilson ahead of him. We'll find out that much more. It'll be a better comp after this season, and we see what those sophomore guys do and what Jalen does in his third season. Uh, let's wait and let's see that. I've seen enough of Daniel Jones. The the, the grade is in. It, it's not, uh, you only got two out of your four grade. His grade is in. KP, can't play, period. And he's got Jalen Hurts, who had a solid year for a first-year starter, imperfect. We know what his strengths are. We know what his weaknesses are. He His team won. Uh, nine games and made it to the playoffs, Daniel Jones team. And I know he was hurt and his backups flat out stunk, but the team wasn't good when he was there either. Daniel Jones hadn't done anything in his career other than, as you said, run 70 yards and got tripped by the five yard line. That's the highlight of his career falling down with nobody near him. That's not a good uh, highlight at the top of your resume list. Yeah. Well, yeah, you're right. And you know, I'm, I'm guessing, it, and, and you know Chris better than me, even because you know him in passing. I don't know him at all. I'm just, you know, speculating about the Giants and stuff. So if it isn't the Giants, then I'm going to go towards, all right, he's 25, he's 6'5", he's 230. Uh, Chris, he runs like he runs. He throws like he throws. Chris is probably like a lot of coaches in this world who think they can fix anything and say, give me those traits and I can fix this, and I can make this guy a good quarterback. And it doesn't necessarily work that way. Uh, and that's the part where we talk about, I don't know Chris Sims. Well, Chris Sims doesn't know Jalen Hurts, and most people who don't know Jalen Hurts and 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 sort of harp on, uh, he doesn't do this, he doesn't do this, he does, he's not 6'5", he's not 230, blah, blah, blah. He doesn't have the arm. Um they don't know his work ethic. They don't know his intangibles. They don't know his leadership ability. They don't know he's improved every year. They don't know he's going out to California to work on his deficiencies with Tom House and Adam Dado. They don't know all that. So, you know, those are the things that make evaluation so hard. Because if you would have told me last year, Jody, that 
Jalen Hurts, it, it, I'll, I'll put it this way. If you would have give me, given me the choice, Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, Jalen Hurts, I would have picked Jalen Hurts fourth every single time. Every single time. Now, 12 months later, you ask me, I'm still taking Trevor Lawrence. The other two, I'll debate it. I'll say I, I might rather have Jalen Hurts. I might rather have Jalen Hurts. Oh, and that's improvement. Here's how I would look at it. And uh, the, I'm not going to score points with the Jalen Hurts fans here. I'll still take those three. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. Probably the easiest thing I've ever done. The medication comes in the mail and it's very easy to use. I've been able to live my normal lifestyle and I've lost 20 pounds already and I've never felt better. It changed my life. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Guys, instead of Jalen Hurts. But we're not talking about three guys. We're talking about four who are in front of him. Give me the choice. Jalen Hurts, Wilson, Lawrence, yeah, well, Fields, Daniel or Daniel Jones. Guess who's fifth out of that group? Daniel Jones. Prior to last year, before Jalen ever started, I would have ranked him fifth. And coming off this year, I still rank him fifth. Uh, yeah, I have no problem with that. Um, I'm, you know, again, I'm, I'm just trying to figure out Chris's level of thinking. And I said, I think it's the same one with all four. I think we're putting, you know, Daniel's still very young, and it's the same argument with the other three. Uh, it's just that we've seen more of them but he's still only 25 years old. It's not like he's 35 years old. Um, there are other quarterbacks like, you know, I was looking real quick, where would I put um, Jalen Hurts on, on my top 25 list? And, um, you know, if you go the obvious ones coming off the board, Jody, the, the Rogers, the, the, the Josh Allen's, the Tom Brady's, uh, Burrow, Herbert's, Stafford, uh, Kyler Murray, Dak Prescott, how, how many we had? Uh, and then you start getting to that Patrick Mahomes, who oh, I'm going to get in trouble with the Patrick Mahomes people, um, would be right at the top. Um, those, those are the obvious ones. And then you start debating. And there's some guys like, I didn't mention Russell Wilson. Russell's got to be up there as well. Um, 
you know, Matt Ryan, for instance. Are you taking Jalen Hurts over Matt Ryan? Well, no. maybe long term for this right. season. If, if you're just talking about projection for the upcoming season, I think you'd have to give Ryan a nod over Jalen at this point. Yeah, so do I. Kirk Cousins, I, I, Kirk Cousins, better quarterback right now. Would I rather have Jalen long term? Yeah, probably. But right now, he's not. He's not. He's not Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins um, going to put up better numbers than Jalen is. Um, so you know, I give you not Derek Carr is going to put up better. He yeah, Derek Bud Carr, Adams, he's going to put up better numbers than Jalen is this year. There's a there's a lot of good quarterbacks, so it's not as outrageous. 25 as it might seem on paper especially when you start to bring in the projection standpoint because trevor lawrence is you know if you talk to scouts in this league you you kept hearing i kept hearing two names best quarterback prospects since andrew luck some said best quarterback prospects since uh uh pate Matt. right um that's what they thought of Trevor Lawrence. Now, one year in the worst organization in the NFL, maybe it did ruin him, but he's got a lot of skill to work with. Um, so I can't kill somebody for projecting Trevor Lawrence as better than Jalen Hurts. Um, Daniel Jones, yeah, maybe maybe it just comes down to Daniel Jones. Yeah, that's it. Uh, and, oh, by the way, Peyton Manning did not have a real good rookie year. And he, he was able to get over that. Uh, I'm not saying that Trevor Lawrence will be Peyton Manning, but before you bury Tra Trevor Lawrence because he had a struggle in his rookie season, it's happened to guys who are going to end up in the Hall of Fame. Uh, so, so have a little patience there. I only got one issue. And, yes, Sims has his uh, top 20 yet to go. He's only up to number 21. The guys who are ahead of him, I only got one issue so far, Daniel Jones. And there's a real good chance – that Daniel Jones might be the only guy that I have an issue with. That of the top 20, I got no issues of them being uh, ranked ahead of Jalen Hurts. But, yeah, Daniel Jones. Bob, we're going to get in trouble, Jody. We're haters. We're haters. Haters on who, Jalen? Yeah, I guess. No, no. He, he had the season he had last year. I'm hoping he, he makes us look bad going into this upcoming season and he forges his way into the top 12, certainly into the top half, get into the top half. That's top 16. I hope he absolutely gets there. Can't say it yet. He hasn't put up the numbers yet. Other guys have, but he's outperformed Daniel Jones in any way, shape, form, or metric you want to use. He's been better than Daniel Jones. And the, the one that I use more than any is quarterback rating. He had a better quarterback rating. And, oh, by the way, he rushed for 10 touchdowns, which doesn't count in quarterback rating. Tack yeah, that on. Uh, it's not even close to comparison between Jalen Hurts and Daniel Jones. Well, that's one of the reasons I don't like uh, passer rating as a statistic because it doesn't take into account anything uh, else. And yeah. one player I didn't mention was Lamar Jackson, uh, who is isn't in the same category. So if you start looking at all the great quarterbacks in this league, um, it, and I, I'm gonna I'm gonna run down because I tried to pull up a list. I'm gonna run down the quarter, not in order, just so Lamar Jackson one, Russell Wilson two, um, and I'm not even counting the Matt Ryan's and Derek Carr's in 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 
and Kirk Cousins of the world because they're not slam dunks. I'm 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 talking about the slam dunks here, Jody. So I got Lamar Jackson, Russell Wilson, um, which is two, Patrick Mahomes, three, Dak Prescott, four, Kyler Murray, five, Matthew Stafford, six, Aaron Rodgers, seven, Justin Herbert, eight, Josh Allen, nine, Tom Brady, 10, Joe Burrow, 11. So those are the absolute slam dunks. Like there's no argument that you can make to me to say that Jalen Hurts is going to be better than those quarterbacks. Those are slam dunk quarterbacks. And then you have that next tier, which is uh, the the cars and the cousins and, and that type. So you can see where you're getting down to middle of the road, 15, 16. And, you know, Matt Ryan. Um, and then you can, you can make art. I mean, guy, we haven't brought up Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston better. I don't, I'd rather have Jalen Hurts, but. You, you can make an argument. Um, I agree with you on Daniel Jones. Jimmy Garoppolo, we were just talking about. I'd rather have Jalen Hurts, but you can make an argument. Jimmy's the one who's been to the Super Bowl and the NFC Championship game, right? You know, you're a big Tua fan. I'd rather have Jalen. But, you know, yeah, you're going to make an argument for Tua, Tua right? Um, I know how much you like Justin Fields. I got no problem. There's only one. It's Daniel Jones. We we don't have to go any further than that. It's Daniel Jones. He's the guy. And if you were ticked off about him being ranked ahead of uh, Jalen Hurts, I think you got every right to be that. All right. We got to take a quick time out. Um, we'll come back. We got more uh, quarterback talk to talk about. And A.J. Brown, because uh, uh, Torrin Davenport. Uh, from ESPN, uh, their uh, Titans reporter is going to jump aboard with us, give us some more background on the Eagles' new star wide receiver. Uh, so good to be here with Mac and Mac on Birds 365. of life first trust bank is there for you because philadelphia dreams deserve a philadelphia bank at action news we cherish every moment and it's our profound responsibility to bring you closer to your world never miss a moment trust the people at action news in Philadelphia, we celebrated the miracle with pride only five years ago. And then the following morning, IBEW Local 98 members went back to work, building this city, rescuing our communities from decay, and inspiring the young men and women of the region to take pride in who we are. Like the cats, Local 98 members believe in hope. 
To learn more about who we are, what we do, and career opportunities with Local 98, visit us, ibew98.org. All right, did you know I was the Mommy Slam Dunk champion? Really? <laughs> yes, really don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready. All right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. So go to Reddit, go to Love Cafe. Come on. Mama, go. Oh, mama! She did it. Again. You can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh-huh. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Go for the midnight tears. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resorts. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. J Mac here with you. Here at J Mac, John McMullen and Jody McDonald with you on Birds uh, 365. Uh, Turn uh, Davenport from uh, ESPN going to join us. Talk some AJ Brown coming up in less than uh, 15 minutes. Um, I do want to point one other thing out about Chris Sims quarterback rankings. And yeah, it was a big deal because uh, Jalen got, I I'll be honest with you. I had not even noticed them. I had not taken note of them up until Jalen got put into the mix yesterday. Uh, but I, I think we need to just take a quick look back at the 40. Cause remember last year, Jalen hurts. Didn't make the 40 32 teams. That means a minimum of eight backups. Jalen hurts. Wasn't in Sims's top 40. His 40 this year are Drew Locke at 40, Kenny Pickett, 39, Teddy Bridgewater, who's going to back up to in Miami, 38, Gardner Minshew, Minshew Mania, yeah. didn't get the nod at number 37. I might even have him higher. Um, Tyrod Taylor, 36, now the giant backup. Davis Mills, not a big fan. John McClain tells me every time I talk to him, they love him down here in Houston. Good luck, Houston. Um <laughs> Uh, Tyler Hunley, that's an avant-garde pick. Because when Hunley had to step in and play for Lamar Jackson last year, yeah, he was actually bad. pretty darn good. Yeah, but... He kept them in games. He did his best Lamar Jackson impersonation. I kind of like that one. 33, Geno Smith. Are oh. you kidding me? He might see, be. I, see, I think there's a New York bias with Chris. I, You know him better than me. But I think he's got Geno back in the Jets days. I, I don't know. You don't want to make good with the Jets either. Yeah, I know. What is he leaning on there? He once had an apartment in, in New York proper. That makes him a better quarterback than he is. That's the only thing I can come up with, Jody. Geno Smith. I, 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 All right, yeah. then, then let's keep going. Number 32, Sam Darnold, another ex-New York guy. There we go. But See? at least he's, he's accomplished some more than Geno Smith has. Uh, Trey Lance, 31. Again, if you're going to project, he projected the other guys better than Trey. Okay, yeah, fine. Trey, 31. Jared Goff, 30. About where he should be. Tua, 29. You know I think he's low on that because I think Tua's going to have a bust-out year. Tua will be doing uh, – Chris Sims will be doing the same mea culpas 
to the Miami faithful that he had to do to the Philadelphia faithful because Jalen Hurts made him look as bad as he did this past year. Uh, Mariota, 28. Okay, we'll see how that works out. He stinks, uh, by the way. Yeah, Mar- Mariota. And, and God, did I, I loved him coming out of college, and he's been a major disappointment in the league. Um, Mitch Trubisky, 27. Oh, Mariota's better than Mitch, though. Okay. <laughs> Jameis, 26. Jameis is such a tough guy. He can be so yeah, he, good, and then he can be so bad, and he's often hurt. He's so tough a guy to get a read on. He's the last one before you get to Jalen Hurts, 25, 24, Lawrence, 23, Fields, 22, Zach, 21, Daniel Jones. Um, yeah, I'm surprised um, Jameis isn't ahead of him, so um, Jalen. Um, so there's some positive. I th- uh, There is one more guy we haven't gotten to yet, though, Johnny Mac. Who's that? The guy who's going to quarterback the team about a hundred and change miles south of here. Oh yeah, a good point. Good he point. has not been. He is somewhere in the We're top not, twenty. It, unless he, I say, he's pulling a Jalen Hurts who doesn't have Carson in the top forty. You don't believe that? Team. Which is more likely? He's in the top twenty or out of the top forty? That's a good question. I think he's in the top twenty. Yes. Yeah, Although, like wouldn't it? Be, you know, maybe, maybe Carson's. Not in the top 40, and Nick Bowles is 18 with this list because that's about as much sense as it makes. Didn't Nick um, Bowles go drinking in New York once? And you believe yeah, that? Yeah, uh, I think it now. New he, York Nick, bias. Nick, I, I, Nick, is a, Nick is a teetotaler, but he probably had some coffee um, in New York once. So maybe he is 18th overall. Um, yeah, I mean, I can't. I can't I can't take these lists seriously. But I'm gonna get you in trouble, Jody, because I want I think you've already said it, but I want to get you on record. And you think he's gonna have a big year. So you would rather have Tua than Jalen Hurts as the quarterback yes. of the Eagles. Oh yeah. There we go. Yeah. I want to get you in trouble with the fan base. That's, that's me okay. Getting in trouble. Um, but he's the only one. Uh I'll go quickly down the list. Drew Locke or Jalen Hurts. Yeah, Jalen Hurts. Kenny Pickett, Jalen, Jalen Hurts. Teddy Bridgewater, Jalen Hurts. Gardner Minshew, J- Jalen Hurts. Tyrod Gardner Jalen, doesn't Jalen think Hurts. So, by the way, Davis Mills, no questions asked. Jalen Hurts. Tyler Hundley, I I might hesitate a little before Ooh. I go Jalen Hurts. I was very impressed with Tyler Hundley last year. Push comes to shove, I'm going to go Jalen, but I'm being honest, it's 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 debatable. Geno Smith, don't make me laugh. Sam Donald, no thank you. I think Jalen Hurts. Trey Lance. Who are you taking, Trey Lance or Jalen Hurts? Uh, I would take Trey. I would take the upside. See, I would take Jalen Hurts. Yeah. I didn't love Trey Lance coming out of college. Yeah, I'm an upside guy. And he guy. can't. He couldn't. Uh, I'm a trades guy because I want the home run. I'm shooting for the home run because you need the home run to be consistently, um, consistently great. Uh, so I'm I'm trying to. I'm 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 even counterintuitive to my Sixers points all the time. Yeah, I'm I'm shooting for the home run. You know I'm, who was I, you know who was a home run? Jared Goff, number one overall pick in the draft. Have we given up on him? I have. Okay. Although he liked like Daniel Jones has shown what he is. Although I I do think uh Goff is uh underrated. I don't think he's as bad as people think he is, but certainly not uh, a top-level quarterback. Yeah, he's bad. 
and Mitch Trubisky. We're we're going through a lot. Oh, of he's guys. awful. Number two pick no, in the he draft. Is. How, he is. When, when do we move from he is judged by where he was taken in the draft? To yeah, it's a it's a feeling look process. At what they've accomplished but I'll, in the I'll, NFL. I'll, I'll, I'll give you an example. It's it's always a feel. Like Mitchell Trubisky, I knew pretty quickly. This guy can't play. I mean, he can do some things athletically, but he can't play. Jared Goff, perfect example. How could you say Mitchell Trubisky is better than Jared Goff? I, 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 I mean, I don't get the hate of of Jared Goff. Jared Goff is by no means a a star quarterback. By no means should have been the number one pick in the draft or anything relevant of that. But that guy's started a lot of games, won a lot of games, put up a lot of numbers. And you're telling me Mitchell Trubisky is better than him? I can't. I can't go down. Yeah, I, I kind of agree with you. It, I, I, I didn't even think about comping anyone else on the list. It was all comp to Jalen Hurts. That's the only thing I was looking at. How would he comp to Jalen Hurts? Not where he actually belongs on the overall list. Oh, I see. Tehran has popped in the green room, Jay. But just a, a quick check of some of these. Uh, that group there as to where they were taken in the draft. Sam Donald was number three. He's now number 32. Third pick in the draft, right? Yeah. Now he's number 32 as far as quarterbacks go. Trey Lance went, what, three or four? San Francisco three, jumped up to I what? Three. three. Number three. He's number 31 after a year. Uh, Jared Goff was the number one pick in the draft. He's 30. Tua was fifth or sixth, Miami. He's 29. Marcus Mariota was number two in the draft. He's down at 28. Mitch Trubisky was number two in the draft. He's down at 27. Jameis was number one in the draft. All these guys were top five picks. And they're buried on the quarterback list. Just because you're drafted high doesn't guarantee you anything. You have to go out and do it and do it continually over a period of time. It guarantees you time and chances. That's what it it guarantees you extends your chances you are 100 yeah. percent correct all right john mcmullen jody mcdonald quickie timeout our buddy theron davenport gonna join us talk some titan football and specifically aj brown knows him well what do we got coming here to philadelphia mr davenport joins us next here on birds 365 <laughs> Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on that can you search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. In Philadelphia, we celebrated the miracle with pride only five years ago. And then the following morning, IBEW Local 98 members went back to work. 
building this city, rescuing our communities from decay, and inspiring the young men and women of the region to take pride in who we are. Like the Cats, Local 98 members believe in hope. To learn more about who we are, what we do, and career opportunities with Local 98, visit us, ibew98.org. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. The glass is for cocktails, right? It's for this, 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 and that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Yo, okay, but is the rim... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero cars, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears. You Mac and Mac guys here on Birds 365. We are going to add a third very educated opinion to the mix. That's our buddy uh, Tyron Davenport from ESPN talking some Titans and specifically some A.J. Brown. It's been, I think we had uh, Tyron on before the season started. Been a while. How you been, big guy? Oh, everything's been great. It has been a while, but it's always good to, you know, come on and talk some shop. Any opportunity I get. Uh, it's good to see you, Teron. Uh, obviously, for those who don't remember, and most do, Teron, uh, Teron used to cover the Eagles before he went down to Music City. So, uh, first off, how is it down there in Nashville? How is it? Uh, you've been doing a great job covering a really good team. Uh, the Tennessee Titans, obviously disappointing for them last year. But how's it been? How is Nashville? Oh yeah, Nashville's great, man. It's 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 been a great experience. The city is continuing to grow. So that's a pretty cool thing to see. There's always something to do. So I can't complain, not at all. Yeah, but it's not Philadelphia. <laughs> no, hey, listen, you, you see in the background, you know, I always keep uh keep uh Philly in my mind, you know what I mean? I definitely miss the two one five, but uh, you know, like I say, the six one five is treating me well. Uh, <laughs> well, one guy who is hopefully going to treat the two one five very well is AJ Brown. Yeah. Um uh Howie Roseman, a lot of accolades up here in Philadelphia for pulling off that particular deal. What went wrong in, in Tennessee, do you think? Because this is a really good player who's really young and proven, and you don't see that a lot, Teron. The guys like that come become available. Is it just the, the numbers that A.J. got on, on the contract? Yeah, it, you know, i tell you what went wrong. Christian Kirk signed with the Jaguars. That's what went wrong. That's for what everybody. went wrong. And everything seemed to be going in the right direction, 20 million Per year was pretty much where they were going to end up. And that Christian Kirk deal happened. And then you saw Devontae Adams, Stephon Diggs, Tyreek Hill. These guys had those deals. And 
Tory Dandy, who is kind of like the agent of the wide receivers. So I I need to have guys in the $100 million range as well. And Debo Samuel with his issue with the, the 49ers and then AJ. And there was a back and forth as far as contracts were concerned. Now, when I spoke to AJ, he told me that it was $16 million up to $20 million with incentives. He said that $22 million would have sealed the deal. The people I talked to within the Titans, they said that they offered $20 million without incentives. They didn't know that $22 million would have sealed the deal. And they said that the re- response that they got from the $20 million was upwards of $25 million annually with $80 million guaranteed. And $80 million is a record-setting guarantee amount for a receiver, and they just – they weren't going to to do that. And again, this is from the Titans side. And at that point, they said that communication was was cut off, including with wide receiver coach Rob Moore, who was very close to AJ and a trade was demanded. And then the Eagles swooped in and the deal was made. Traylon Burks was on the clock. So they were able to to make the deal, select it and select him rather and Ty Roseman and the the contract negotiators for the Eagles did an awesome job of negotiating a deal, a hundred million dollar contract in you you know, a very short period of time. Yes. Let's give some credit to the Eagles for a being on top of the situation and B being able to get the contract done. It's funny that the, the way you laid out, I'm really glad it was about money, that it wasn't something on top of that, that it wasn't, because we talk about wide receivers all the time. There's a lot of divas in the group of the best wide receivers. Are you telling us, AJ, not that guy? It was plain and simple, just a business deal. They got close. The market rearranged. AJ wanted to rearrange with the market as well he should. And Tennessee wasn't ready to go there. That's the number one reason, the overall arching reason that he's a Philadelphia Eagle right now, Teron? Yes, it's money. It was a money, as you, as you mentioned, the market rearranged, and he wanted to rearrange with it. Sure. There aren't any issues with A.J. Brown as far as, like, within the locker room or anything like that. You talk to anyone. I mean, look, I, I will tell you this. The coaching staff, they they are very upset that they had to lose A.J. Brown. They're very upset. I, I know that for a fact. And then you could even look at Mike Vrabel. At the video that they showed on draft day when they made the trade, Coach Vrabel had to get up and walk away and just kind of like give you one of those and then come back and sit down. That lets you know how much they liked him. And I, I tell you just from being in, in – you guys kind of experienced it at the press conference. He's an electrifying person. Like he's someone that you smile – he smiles. You kind of have to smile back at him. And he has a way of lighting up a room. And his presence is always felt at practice. So there aren't any off-the-field things or, or anything like that. Um, he's about to, you know, have a second baby. Uh, he's going to have a son. Um, I remember when he told me that he was pregnant, uh, his, his girlfriend was pregnant, you know, with, with his daughter. And uh, he, he's a family guy. There, there, there aren't going to be issues. There, there aren't yeah, any. and he brought his daughter to that press conference yeah. around Jersey. Yeah. So it makes some sense. Maybe they'll live in South Jersey with Jody and I. So and 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 Jersey will get to live in Jersey. But uh, we'll see how that shakes out. Uh, style of player, obviously, big body. Uh, yeah. What type of player um, are the Eagles getting in AJ Brown? He's if I had to use one word to categorize him, I would say rugged because he's one of those guys 
that brings physicality to the passing game. And that's something that the Titans really loved about him. And you could play action, throw a slant to him or any short route and he'll catch it and he'll break tackles. And he's one of those players that DBs don't really want to tackle because he's so big. I mean, broad shoulders, you know, two, he's a, that 225 is a legit 225. He's essentially built like a running back. And one of the best plays that, that he made, if you go back to 2000, uh, 2020 and look at the game against the Ravens, it was week 10, and he caught a short pass, and Patrick Cream, the linebacker, he came over to tackle him. He broke that tackle. Two Ravens DBs came over to tackle him. He dragged them like seven yards into the end zone. And that's what you get. Like he, he's very, very good at getting yards after the catch. And that's because he does a really good job of accelerating through the catch. Well, you, you see a lot of guys who aren't confident, confident with their hands. They'll kind of slow down and they catch it like that. And then they have to pick back up. Whereas he just accelerates through, he catches it, tucks it, and goes. And that allows them to get that, that you know, separation of yards after the catch. Theron, uh, this story got some pretty good press here in Philadelphia. Um, you just told us a great tale about Mike Vrabel not being happy about the Titans parting ways with their star mm -hmm. wide receiver. Well, they weren't apparently the only ones that are unhappy because some Tennessee fans via social media reached out to A.J. Brown and he deemed them threats. And he unfortunately had to cancel a camp he was planning on having down in the Tennessee area. Uh, we here in Philadelphia kind of uh, wear our uh, fandom with pride. Some people go a little overboard and we try and back off that pride a little bit. But we do love the passion of the Philadelphia sports fan. Was this the passion of the Tennessee sports fan? A couple knuckleheads taking it too far? I thought it was unfortunate when I read that story. It sounded like AJ desperately wanted to do the camp and wanted to stay in good graces with the fans down there in Tennessee. What went wrong? Yeah, and it wasn't as much him feeling threatened as much as it was. And I, I really respect him for the decision, right? And, and I'm someone who I look at situations and I say, you know, let me make sure I keep myself out of a situation where something could happen. And that's exactly what he did. And in essence, people like Mike Tyson had had the best saying. He he had the, the best saying. He said social media has too many people comfortable with saying things and not worried about getting punched in the mouth. <laughs> and that's essentially what it yeah. is. AJ Brown didn't want to be in a situation where someone who is so comfortable talking recklessly to him on social media does the same in person. And he reacts. So rather than put himself in that situation, he said, I'm not going to have the camp and give you guys the opportunity to test me and have me do something possibly that that could really impact me. And I think that was a very wise decision. So that's more where that's coming from. Uh, there were some threats and things like that. But again, it's just wise just to, to stay away from it. And I think he did the right thing. Yeah, I do think he did the right thing. I agree. A lot of players I advocate, you know, you know, try to stay away from social media as much as possible because yeah. there are so many toxic comments and, you know, people are human. And if you say bad things at bad times, uh, bad things can happen. So I agree with you there to Ron. Um, want to talk about the Titans since we have you. And obviously uh, you mentioned Mike Brable. I, I get the feeling that Mike was really 
upset uh, about the number one seed and the opportunity the Titans had. And they really outplayed the Bengals, let's be honest. Should have won that football game. Uh, and all of a sudden, you know, you know the, the, the devastation when a season ends in the NFL in general. But when you think you have that opportunity to make a significant run at the Super Bowl, it's even worse. Right. Is that is that how it was? That's what it looked like to me out from the outside looking in. Was was Mike devastated about losing that opportunity? Yeah, they all were they all were devastated, honestly. Um Ryan Tannehill, he even had to go and, and seek counseling and therapy wow. to work through that loss. And he had the three interceptions. Everybody will point to him and blame him. It was a team effort as far as losing. And uh, each each of those guys, I remember a locker clean-out day, everybody was like, I expect to be preparing to play the Chiefs, you know, and, and instead here they are preparing for the offseason. So it was really uh, just like a train wreck, a car wreck. It, you know, things just came to a very abrupt halt, and uh, the guys were really disappointed. Uh, Mike Brable as well. And uh, it just kind of was what it was. Teron, was the blow softened by the fact that the Bengals then next week went into Kansas City and beat the Chiefs too? I think that probably made the blow even worse. Oh. <laughs> you know? <laughs> because, the Chiefs, yeah. the Chiefs yeah. were gettable. That's what you're telling yeah. me. Yeah. I mean, they felt they felt like they played well enough. to They, they felt like they should have beat the Bengals. And, uh, you know, knowing that they felt they should have beat the Bengals and the Bengals turned around and beat the Chiefs, I'm sure that just kind of twisted the knife a little bit. Well, to kind of spin off that moving forward, Teron, it seems like with the offseason, there was all that movement. It looks like the AFC is so deep at the top. So uh, there's so many good teams, so many good young quarterbacks. And, you know, people kind of look at the Titans, who were the number one seed, and say, they're they're in the we're not ready crowd now. They lose AJ Brown, uh, as you mentioned. People don't believe in Ryan Tannehill uh, at times, and certainly when you talk about the Joe Burrows of the world and the Justin Herberts of the world, never mind the Patrick Mahomeses. Um, that's tough. Are are people underlooking the Titans all of a sudden because of one loss that they probably should have won? It's still a really good football team. Yeah, you know, they still have Derrick Henry. They acquired Robert Woods, who I don't know how, but he was out there in OTAs, you know, after a torn ACL in November. Um, they drafted Traylon Burks. Uh, they still have, and that defense is still there. So they still have the pieces to make a run. But I, I think it's, you know how the NFL is, man. It's all about, you know, the most recent push and most recent moves and you know you look at the Broncos you look at the Dolphins you look at the Raiders these teams all made moves and you look at the Colts right uh, they got Matt Ryan Rodney McLeod is in their secondary now so you, you know there's teams that, that made big moves they won the offseason and those are the ones that are getting the attention but the Titans are still being the mix in my opinion I think they are, are very much in place to to win the AFC South a 10 and 7, 11 and 6 record is, is, is very doable for them. And you know how it is. Once you get into the playoffs, uh, who knows what can happen? We saw that in 2017. Teron, who is there more pressure on this year trying to slide into that A.J. Brown slot? 
Is it Woods or is it their first round draft pick, the rookie Traylon Burks? It, it's, it's Burks, without a doubt. And it, it's unfortunate because Burks is actually a prospect who was, you know, compared to A.J. Brown as far as playing style wise is concerned. And they are very similar. And then you have just the fact that trade was made. And literally two, three minutes later, Burks was selected. So they're always going to be tied together. So it's absolutely on trailing Burks more than anyone else. Uh, Robert Woods is a guy that the Eagles were interested in before, and they weren't. They went through this process where they couldn't get receivers. They they had interest in Christian Kirk, but then the Jaguars paid Christian Kirk, and the Eagles said, "Godspeed, we're not going to pay that for Christian Kirk," and that was the right decision. They had interest in Allen Robinson, uh, but he decided he wanted to play with the Super Bowl champions, which is understandable. Uh, Robert Woods specifically wanted to go to Tennessee. Uh, you would probably know better than most why that was. I don't know why it was, but uh, Calvin Ridley would started it all. The Eagles weren't able to get that done. Uh, and all of a sudden they get A.J. Brown. But Woods is a guy I want to focus on, Teron, because you're going to get to see him and you've probably seen him already at OTAs. You and I have talked a lot over the years uh-huh. and, about route running and receivers. Woods is one of those guys, man. Yeah, He's, he, he is one of the best route runners in this league. And I was advocating the Eagles to get him if they could. He's one of the most underrated receivers in football. Now he's coming off an injury. Uh, but how impactful do you think he's going to be for the Titans? Yeah, I think he's going to be very impactful. And I think his potential for impact has actually grown with A.J. Brown not being there. And that's like an obvious statement. So why do I say that? Well, of course, there are going to be more targets. You take A.J. Brown out of the picture. That's a 23% target share that's up for grabs. But I'm looking more off the field stuff as far as a leadership perspective. You have a veteran in there that is known for his hard work. You see how Cooper Cup opened up and said how much Woods impacted him. And we're talking about Cooper Cup, who was – potentially the best receiver in the league last year. So you got a guy in Traylon Burks coming in as a rookie. You get to see a guy who is a pro's pro and knows exactly how to go about attacking each and every day at the same position. You're with him every day and you're watching him every day. That is going to be a big impact for, for Traylon Burks. So I think, you know, that's something that will help. But then also just the way that he's the safety net. You look at Jared Goff, you look at, Matthew Stafford, these guys, they loved to target Robert Woods. And I think that's going to continue with Ryan Tannehill. And he has that yards after the catch ability. And he's someone that you could move all across the formation and do different things with, even line up in the backfield. So his impact to me is going to be really significant, um, the potential for it, rather. I'll put it that way. Teron, I think it's week 11. The Titans are coming into Philadelphia. Yeah. Where are you going tonight before, by the way? Since you're coming in on Saturday, you're returning to the 215. You're going to be here covering the game. What are you doing on that Saturday night before? You know, I'll probably come in Friday, to be honest with you. Uh, catch up with family and you just, uh, you know, do some of that. And then Saturday, that'll be the, the time to just, uh, you know, have some fun. Uh, I have a few particular spots I'll probably hit. You know, Ashton Cigar Bar, one of my favorite spots. So, you know, I definitely go there. Uh, Chima is one of my favorite restaurants. So, 
I, I'll make sure I skip lunch so I can really take <laughs> part in the all you can eat, you know, the, the continuous uh, Brazilian steakhouse. They keep bringing it. So uh, that's probably going to be on the menu. Been there, done that. Uh, very good. Yeah. And uh, hopefully they save this tape. So uh, maybe you get a little discount on your uh, bill. But I'm just saying. Um, yeah, no but, free shout outs, man. <laughs> you got a couple in there. I didn't mean to do that. But since you did, good for you. Good on you. Um, week 11. Who will be the starting quarterback of the Tennessee Titans at that time? Oh. Oh, it'll still be Ryan Tannehill, barring injury. Uh, it'll still be Ryan. Malik Willis is an outstanding prospect. I, I think he was the best quarterback in this draft. But there's still a developmental aspect to it. They're going to bring him along. And I, I would be very surprised if he starts this season. But you may see a package with him as far as like how the, the Ravens used Lamar Jackson, how the 49ers years ago used Colin Kaepernick. Um, do you think, you know, barring disappointment, you mentioned injury. Injury's obvious. Obviously, anybody in this league, if you get injured, it's next right. man up. But it, it I kind of mentioned before, Teron, uh, number one seed, if there is a, a hiccups, disappointment, if we're talking five and six, if we're talking six and five, mediocre, mediocrity to that point in the season. Is there any push at that point or just he's not ready, Malik Willis? Do you think it, it's it's a true developmental situation? I think it is a true developmental situation, whereas they're starting from the ground up. I mean, they're still, you know, they're working on him getting more acclimated to being under center, right? To, to go and play action and turning your back to the, to the defense and then flipping back and, and picking up, you know, the picture that you saw before you turned your back. So it it's going to take like catastrophic type of uh, play from Ryan Tannehill for him to, to not uh, play this full season. And Mike Vrabel is the type of coach where they're not going to give up. Like they're not going to throw the towel on, on the season. And you look at 2019, they had a pretty tough start, but then they turned it around when Tannehill started. Um, but that was a veteran you were able to go to from Mariota, whereas it's it's different yeah. now because you're yeah. going to a developmental guy. And they're going to try everything they can to not throw him out there too early because this is the guy that they want to bring along and, and have him eventually take over. And I got to give the Titans props because they were a much better defense than I thought they were going to be last year. The defensive show that they put on against the Rams in season – might have Absolutely. been the best defensive game that anyone played in the entire National Football League this year. Can they be as good defensively this upcoming year as they were in 2021? I think they can. And that change defensively happened in season where they just kind of figured out a way to, to consistently harass quarterbacks. And you have Jeffrey Simmons. Harold Landry is back. He was one of their big uh, guys that they retained. Bud Dupree is, is further removed from the ACL. So, yeah, I think they could be back, and it'll be a full season of David Long and Zach Cunningham. You look at Kevin Byard, who, you know, a Philly guy, uh, Dan Atlanta. Um, these are all guys that can definitely make that defense just as good as it was last year. And it's all about getting after the quarterback. But this year, what they want to do is improve by creating more turnovers. Uh, at T Davenport underscore NFL. Uh, make sure you follow uh, Tehran on Twitter. Does a tremendous job covering uh, the Titans in the NFL. Read them at ESPN.com. 
I want to take you my last question. I want to take you back to the two one five Tehran before you have that cigar because you know how this team is run. You know Jeffrey Lloyd. You know Howie Roseman. Not just AJ Brown. I want your sort of macro view of the Eagles offseason because they're getting a lot of uh, you know pats on the back. Do you see it that way from from afar in Nashville? You know, I like the Hassan Reddick signing. Uh, obviously, getting Jordan Davis. Uh, they finally drafted a linebacker. How about it, right? Kobe <laughs> <laughs> Dean in the mix, and I think he has first-round talent. I'm curious what they do at safety. That That's the one that I, I, I want to see. They really I, like they, Marcus Epps, Teron. They really okay. like Okay, so that, that he's he's going to be the, the, the starter then. He'll be the guy. Um, okay, well, I mean, you know, you take Rodney McLeod out of the picture, I was I was curious how they were going to replace that. So uh, you're saying that um, James Bradbury bringing him. I think overall, I think they did a solid job, right? And AJ Brown as well. So I, I just want to see Miles Sanders get more opportunities. I want to see them actually give him a chance to be the guy that he's capable of being. Of course, he's going to have to stay healthy too, though. Teron, one of the re- couple of reasons we like having you on. Number one, uh, you're a Philly guy. Number two, you're a straight shooter. So I'm going to have to ask you to shoot me straight here. Okay. Last year's playoff game, we talked about the disappointment that it was and a uh, great answer that, oh, they felt worse when the Bengals went and won. I had not thought about it that way, but I believe you know better than me. Last year's playoff game, Derrick Henry coming back. Good idea, bad idea? I think it was a good idea. It, it was a good idea to come back. I, I think it was a bad idea to use him as much as they did. I thought Deontay Foreman ran more effectively. And for whatever reason, you know, they, they used Henry. There was a, a, a fourth and, and short that they didn't convert. And I felt like if they had Foreman in there, he might have been able to get a better push. But that's the dedication to your players, right, that Mike Grable has. And they had Henry in there. So, yeah. He is King Henry. And they did ride him a little bit. And he wasn't quite the king. That day against Cincinnati. Well, the Kings coming home in uh, December. We'll be uh, opening the uh, city wide for you. Teron, thank you much for coming on with us today. Uh, Have a good season with the Titans, and we'll see you back here in Philly in December. No doubt. Appreciate you guys having me on. Looking forward to coming back home in December. Thanks, Teron. We'll certainly be getting you on that week before the Eagles and the Titans, if not sooner. John McMullen, Jody McDonald, your Mac and Mac Birds 365 guys coming back. We need to put a bow on this show and a bow on the week before Memorial Day weekend. Stick around. of life first trust bank is there for you because philadelphia dreams deserve a philadelphia bank 
Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story, and that can use... Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. In Philadelphia, we celebrated the miracle with pride only five years ago. And then the following morning, IBEW Local 98 members went back to work, building this city, rescuing our communities from decay, and inspiring the young men and women of the region to take pride in who we are. Like the cats, Local 98 members believe in hope. To learn more about who we are, what we do, and career opportunities with Local 98, visit us, IBEW98.org. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. Glasses for cocktails, right? It's for this, 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 and that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Okay, but is the rip... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero cars, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears. Magamagbird365 guides here on the Jacob Media YouTube channel. Again, happy holiday, uh, Memorial Day weekend. Remember, take a moment, uh, give thanks, uh, give your remembrances to those who have uh, suffered the greatest loss in helping us defend our freedoms uh, in this uh, great country in which we live at some point over the weekend. Uh, we will be back Monday, uh, excuse me, Tuesday. We're going to uh, be off on Monday. Didn't know that till yesterday that uh, we too are going to be off on Memorial Day. Uh, I'll be working elsewhere, but uh, well, you'll, you'll get Birds 365 back here next Tuesday. Uh, Jay Mac, I'm going to give you a list of some pretty recognizable NFL names. Tell me what these guys have in common. Um, Baker Mayfield, Debo Samuel, Kyla Murray, Terry McLaurin, Lamar Jackson, Aaron Donald, Jesse Bates, that uh, Rogers guy in his neighborhood up in Green Bay, Tom Brady down there in Tampa. What do those guys all have in common? Contract related uh, issues, some uh, some fixed, some not fixed to date. Is that where you're going? No, not quite. Um, all around the NFL next week, teams will be going through OTAs, and none of those nine guys that I named are planning on attending. Yeah. Those surprises OTAs. me, by the way, only because it doesn't surprise me. But when they give you fifty million dollars, maybe you should show up. I, I, I don't. Man. You know, Aaron doesn't need it, but you know, maybe, maybe you should show up for a couple days at least. But that's just me. Yeah, no, he see. Maybe he'll be co-hosting with Pat McAfee all week on his show. I don't know what Aaron's got planned for the week, but uh, he's not not planning on showing up there in yeah. Green Bay. Uh, different reasons for all of these guys 
some we understand, some we don't understand, like Rodgers and Brady. Unretired, yeah, yeah, come back and play. No, yeah. Oh, I'll, I'll have a significant influence on the coaching change, but oh, those OTAs, that's asking a little bit. Is he going to be practicing his broadcasting skills for his second career with Fox? I don't understand why Brady can't make it either. But uh, those players are not expected to be at their OTAs. Got to give it to the birds. No, no Philadelphia Eagles on that list. Now, remember, the yeah. Eagles are not mandatory, so we don't know exactly who's going to show. But no one has been reported yet is definitely out for the OTAs for any of those varying reasons on the other players we put out there. Uh, they, they are all planning on at least showing at some point during this offseason for OTAs. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, we'll get on the field uh, with some grass time a week from today, Jody, a week from today, I will be at in the Friday's OGA. first day. It's not the first day, first day for the media. Um, Tuesday, I think is the first day of base three, but we don't have access that day. Friday is when we will get to see whatever they're going to do. A couple seven on seven <laughs> drills, but um yeah, take, you know, take me back. I know it's year two of Sirianni, but your first grass time day last year, what did the Eagles do? Do you expect it to be the same? What kind of activities are we talking about? Well, he, he's already said they're scaling back, so no team drills whatsoever. So they're going to do a bunch of seven-on-sevens, and then when it comes to, obviously, the offensive and defensive line who aren't involved with that, uh, they're just going to be working on technique, individual drills, things like that. Um, so it's sort of another scale back. They did a few team drills. Um, you know, you just line up in shirts and shorts, but uh, OTAs are over, overrated. And that's why Aaron Rod, but quarterbacks, there's that old mentality. Oh, the quarterback's got to be there. The quarterback's got to be there, which veteran guys like Rodgers and Brady prove. Well, no, they don't. Um, but with the younger quarterback and younger players in general, I do think it's important for them. I've said that for years, more for a teaching standpoint and in, in getting comfortable. Um, you can't do anything physical unless you're the Ravens and you're prepared to get fined. Uh, you, 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 so veteran players, I say all the time, I don't care if they're there. I, I don't. If if Kerry Williams has got to go buy a sconce, let him go buy a sconce. Um, and and that was the famous Chip Kelly era uh, OTA missing. And and he had just signed a contract, you remember, so everybody expect him there. Um, doesn't matter for veteran players, but for young players, it, it is meaningful. I believe that. A quick question: uh, seven on seven drills. They don't do any hurry up. Do they? Where you got to shuttle guys in and out? Because nah. who's exactly on the field on seven on seven? Uh, it's the receivers and the backs. It's it's everybody but the offensive and defensive line. You're working on passing uh, drills. You're working on uh, uh, you know uh, tempo and 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 chemistry and and landmarks and things like that. So for both sides, defense That's pretty, and pretty offense. good for the quarterback if exactly zero guys are rushing you. Uh, that yeah. does. Well, seven-on-seven seven drills, and that there was the joke with Sam Bradford, people would say the ball would never hit the ground in seven-on-sevens. You're supposed to complete passes on seven-on-sevens. On seven. So 
uh, when you you see those training camps, and I'm not going to call people out, but there's uh, people that do. Jalen Hurts was 23 of 27 in uh, uh, training camp, and Completed they actually sit there. 92% and of his passes. Yeah. You're supposed to complete yeah. passes in seven-on-seven drills. When there's nobody coming at you, uh, not even a guy with a broom, putting a broom up uh, yeah. to try and broom. make your life more difficult. The Johnny Manziel broom. <laughs> you don't even get that on seven-on-sevens. No. Uh, so, yes, they're supposed to complete a high number of passes. All right, brother, I guess we got Memorial Day off. We didn't know that till yesterday. Um, so I'm not going to see you till Tuesday. You say you got one good barbecue coming. You cooking the wife. You're going to a friend's oh, house. Oh, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I enjoy. I That's my time to be by myself and, uh, you know, ruminate. Ruminate. <laughs> I don't get a lot of time by myself, Jody. It's exciting. So you're out at the barbecue. The wife's in the house. That's how you ruminate? Yes. Yes. Okay. Well, and enjoy the heat of the barbecue. We want everybody to enjoy uh, their holiday weekend. We will be back here next Tuesday. We got a full day of uh, shows coming up here on the Jacob Media YouTube channel. Feel free to like us before we hang up, before we get out, before we exit stage left. Hit that like button for us uh, for McMullen and McDonald. Have a great Memorial Day weekend, everybody. We'll be back here Tuesday. So I can't do the two and two. We'll be back here in uh, about three days from now. Have yourselves a great weekend. Appreciate you tuning in. You've been listening to Birds 365, the destination for the passionate Eagles football fan who bleeds green. If it's Eagles football, we're talking about it. Debate inside the locker room and guests that are some of the greatest football minds from around the region. We hope you enjoyed the show. We know we had a blast. Make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hook up with us on social media at Jacob Sports. See you next time on Birds 365. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.